Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host and it is Wednesday and today's show is brought to you by Amoxicillin. I got so sick on Thursday. I was sick all through the weekend, all the way through yesterday. As a matter of fact, today's the only, the first day that I woke up and I did not feel like I needed to immediately take a nap and, and, uh, it was miserable. Um, I had a really bad sinus infection. You can kind of still hear it in my voice. So hopefully... I'll be able to make it all the way through the show without sounding like a moron, um, or maybe only a little bit sounding like a moron, but uh, there might be edits. If I cough, sneeze, whatever, my brain goes numb, which happens um, even when I'm not sick. So I'm just going to pause the recording, walk away, and come back. So that might sound a little up and down this episode, Uh, but I am going to try to do it in one take, so we'll see. Uh, things that I like, first of all, one of the things I like is, uh, Tesla, obviously, but Tesla's here. Um, we've been having some problems with the city of Tempe inspector. Um, they'll come and they'll say things like, and I'm sure these people are very nice and I'm not dogging on them, but they'll come and they'll say things like, oh, the, the plans aren't on site. Um, and then they'll leave and they won't correct, they won't do anything because the plans are on site. The plans have been inside the electrical box the entire time <laughs> since they put up the uh, the panels onto the house, and they've been here in between. Uh, they've been here several times for other things other than the final inspection, so they should know where the plans are because they had to reference those for the other um, things that they were they wanted fixed. So. Anyway, it's been a very frustrating process on that side. Uh, Tesla's been wonderful, but they actually sent a rep to sit in front of my house. I invited him inside because uh, I'm not a monster, but he's chosen to sit in front of the house. But they invited, they told a rep to come sit in front of my house and wait for the inspector and then anything the inspector needs uh, to just do it, get it done. It's pretty impressive. Um, you know, they put the panels on on December 4th. And it is now January, what, 8th? And they haven't done anything um, as far as the final inspection yet. But um, it seems like it's going to get done today. So fingers crossed, right? Um, Another thing, uh, on Wednesday, uh, we were talking on Slack. And the subject came around to smoke detectors. 
And I thought this is a really good time to remind everybody to check their smoke detectors. Um, here are some things. Uh, first of all, blow the dust out because no matter how clean your house is, there's always dust. Also, spiders love smoke detectors. They'll get in there, they'll build a web. Um, it'll set off that uh, little eye that watches for the smoke. I won't go into all the details on that. Uh, but it will set that off and your smoke detector will go off and you won't know why. And it's usually because there's a little dust on that or there's a spider web that runs across. And uh, it's pretty common. So blow it out, get yourself some, a can of compressed air and replace your batteries. Um, as far as I'm concerned, you, you can never replace your batteries too often because people will typically get lazy. Um, and I have to force myself to do it, to be honest. Um, and you're like, oh, I'll do it next week, next week, next week. Well, pretty soon, you know, you're a year, year and a half past time you're supposed to replace the batteries. So every six months you should replace your batteries. Um, and carbon monoxide detectors. If you heat or have any sort of gas appliances, make sure that you have a carbon monoxide detector in your house and uh, guide the, the packaging as to where to put it up um, or the best places to install it. But if you don't know, you can hire a handyman. Um, here's the thing. I've been on one death that involved a fire. And it was really early on in my career, and it was awful. Um, I won't go into all the details, but the the little girl who, who was like in high school at the time who accidentally set the fire, um, her grandma couldn't get out. And she was wailing outside of the, the door um, as we were going inside, um, which was awful. And it was in a basement. It was hot. Probably the hottest fire I've ever been in. So, A, I don't want that to happen to anybody else. That is That really stuck with me. And B... Um, on the carbon monoxide detector side, I've been probably on five or six people who have uh, died because of carbon monoxide um, and they didn't have a detector in the house. And I, I don't know these people, but there were some people from Arizona. They were renting a house in like Oregon or something and uh, like on Airbnb or whatever. And the house didn't have a carbon monoxide detector. And um, that family, the entire family died because there was a leak and uh, natural gas. So you definitely want to make sure that uh, your carbon monoxide detector is working if you if you have gas in your home because that's super important. Um, it probably kills, I mean, I don't know the statistics, but I would guess that it that kills more people than, than actual fires. So go out there and get one if you don't already have one. If you have one, test it. Make sure it's working. All that good stuff. Um, now let's move on to some happier subjects because... <laughs> Because that's kind of a downer. Uh, but I want everybody to be safe. It's a new year. Everybody needs to be safe. So uh, CES is happening this week. So we have some news that came out of CES. Obviously, this is Wednesday. So I started writing this show on Friday. even, And I wrote most of it. Even though um, I wasn't feeling fantastic. I was like, I got to get the show out. And then uh, as you do when you get sick... Uh, the longer the day goes on, the sicker you get and the less you actually get done. But I have been writing a little bit every single day for this uh, show. And uh, CES uh, has produced some of the stories we're going to CES is the compute Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. So um, I'll record the show again on Friday. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about on that. But it's an exciting time in technology. 
I want to thank all the Patreon supporters. I won't go into the whole Patreon bit today because we have a long show, but it's patreon.com forward slash kilowatt if you would like to support the show. Um, I released a uh, Patreon-only episode uh, last week. No, maybe 10 days ago now, something like that. Um, and videos. I've got videos, uh, mini, probably six or so. I would highly suggest looking in the show notes, all things that I think you're interested in, but we won't talk about today because, like I said, we have a long show. And let's talk about EVs. We get right into the news here. Hyundai and Kia are showing off their new electric vehicle wireless charging system with autonomous parking. So there's this big pad that they have, and the car drives over it, and it wirelessly charges the car, which is great. Um, I could really see this being useful inside a um, parking garage or, um, you know, parking spaces that are reserved for electric cars that utilize electric charging. The it's also got uh, the cars also have an automated valet parking system. So the cars will come up and, you know, park directly onto the pad where it needs to without anybody else interacting with it, which is pretty cool. I could definitely see where this, again, would be useful if you are um, at a parking, like you're at the mall, all the chargers are full, you go away, do your shopping, and when one stall comes open, your car automatically goes and parks, and then there's a, there's like a little lot where your car is charged, and it just gets moved to the the charged lot, and the next car can take over. I think this is a great idea. I don't know that this is useful for inside your house. Um, it's not that hard to plug your car in, um, when you're, I don't know that this is all that useful inside your home, but it definitely is useful in the parking lot situation. All right, next up, let's talk about some future electric cars. Infinity is showing off its all electric SUV. We'll know more about it on the international, uh, during the North American international (laughs) auto show, North American international auto show in Detroit, January 14th through the 27th. Um, this car is really cool looking. It kind of looks like an AirPods case to me. It's shiny. It's white. It kind of has that, um, roundy look. Um, Polestar, which is formerly Volvo or it's still Volvo, a Chinese company bought Volvo and either Polestar is the name of the company or the name of the car. It wasn't really clear. Um, but the Polestar 2 is an EV that we'll find out more about in the next couple of months. We just got kind of like a shot of the back of the vehicle. But the Polestar 1 is a hybrid. Polestar 2 is a full EV. So um, hopefully there. GM has already passed the 200,000 EV milestone. So they, um, starting in April, you won't get a full uh, tax credit for the full tax credit for um, a Chevy Bolt or whatever EV car they're offering, you'll only get half. So 37000 or $3,750 in the United States. Um, Verde Future, we've talked about them many times in the past. <laughs> and I really want this company to succeed. Um, and they won't go away, and that's a good thing. So they had a dispute. They got a $2 billion financing. They got $2 billion in financing. And the uh, financial backer, they had a dispute with the financial backer. And so basically that $2 billion is frozen. They got permission from a judge to seek $500 million in investment while this dispute is being worked out. 
So hopefully um, they'll get that $500 million and they'll be able to keep the lights on. But yeah, it's hard to be a car company, man. Um, so here's a story from CES. Harley, Harley Davidson unveiled its new electric vehicle. It's called the Livewire. They showed off two other motorcycle prototypes, but we're only going to talk about the Livewire today. It's a cafe racer body style, which is a, it's a very nice looking bike. Um, cloud connected smartphone app. So basically you can kind of see on your smartphone app and it looks like it's a full featured app from what they showed off. Um, but you can see the, uh, the well-being of the car, the, or not the well-being of the car, well-being of the bike, like how, where, where the charge is at, if it's charged, if it's on a charger, that kind of thing. And then, um, it's got Bluetooth, LTE, GPS, uh, anti-theft, uh, the displays on the handlebars, it shows off like your playlist, your GPS directions and the speed and that kind of thing. It, it's a really cool looking bike. Um, it's got a range of 110 miles, zero to 16, 3.5 seconds. Um, it doesn't make a whirring noise. And when I initially, I'm going to be honest, like I thought that this bike, this whole idea of this bike was kind of silly. Uh, for Harley. Um, not because it's an electric bike. And I think those are silly. I think those are really interesting. I just didn't know that Harley was going to be able to make a compelling offering. And I think they have, um, we'll talk about the price more in a little bit, but I think they have made a compelling offering in the electric bike space. I think they're way overpriced for what they, for what the bike is. But, uh, the, the motorcycle makes this whirring sound, and they really emphasize the whir. So I posted a little snarky uh, message on Slack today saying, do you need your motorcycle to whir or something like that? And Don uh, wrote back, and I think this is very smart, um, but the reason why a lot of like har- other Harleys or big bikes, they have a lot, they have those loud pipes so that you know when somebody's next to you. If you're driving a car, you know that there's a Harley coming up behind you or they're to the left or to the right. It's a great way to notify nearby cars. And that is a good point. Uh, she said that the whirring is something that could notify cars around it, the bike, that somebody's coming up on their side. And that, very smart. Um, I did not think about that. I have lots of friends who ride Harleys. Um, I should have thought about that, but I had no idea. Just another example of why the audience is great, because you guys always give me something that is, you know, you give me something I've never, that I hadn't considered. So um, really, thank you, Don, for that. Um, but yeah, that's that's actually a, a good good example of why this is important, or why this is useful. So I'm going to play the, the whirring sound off their website. And uh, so everybody can can hear it. It's not the heartbeat. So I don't know if that will be loud enough or not for other vehicles to hear. Um, but if it is, uh, great use great use of the electric uh, noise. Um, so the price on this is $29,799. So in the United States, in most states, if you add in tags, title, and tax, that's going to be $32,000 to $33,000 out the door. Um, this 
The bike will be available for sale in August 2019, but it won't be available at every dealership. Uh, so if you want one, it might be hard to get. But uh, if you look at Zero, Zero Motorcycles, uh, they are an EV bike manufacturer. If you get every feature on their bike, it's between seventeen dollars and $19,000. Now, they only offer a few features, so it's not like uh, like three. But seventeen dollars to $19,000, while I think is still a lot, is a reasonable price for a motorcycle when you look at what motorcycles, especially street bikes. Then you take a look at the the fact that if you just wanted the base model for the Zero, it's $10,000, which is actually very affordable. Um, and the range on this bike is a smidge over 120 depending on the model and the options. Like they say, city driving, you get more versus highway driving. But overall, it combines out to 120 to 150 miles. And um, I think for the money, honestly, there's other motorcycle manufacturers out there. If you wanted to go with one that was established because uh, you don't want a bike that's not going to be supported because the company went out of business, then I would definitely go with a Zero over the Harley. But if you have the money and it's not an option, the Harley's also a very nice looking bike. Moving on. So two former um, Tesla employees have started a used car retailer. And this is important because they're only selling EVs. They're not selling any other cars, EVs and hybrids. Um, now, they're going to con contradict that here in a little bit because uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, typically, used car dealerships or dealerships in general, they really push the gas vehicles because they want you to come in and buy a car today. They don't want you to wait until they get a bolt or whatever or whatever electric car you want they want you to come in and buy a car today because that's how they make their money um and employees at those places typically aren't super knowledgeable not to say that every employee isn't but just in general so this new company it's called the current it's called excuse me not the it's called current automotive like current like electrical current uh they say they're no they won't sell any gas-powered vehicles but they do have hybrids that they sell, which is technically a gas. So anyway, um, current employees are current automotive employees are trained to have intelligent conversations about EVs to put you in the car that's right for you, which is great. Um, and their goal, like I said, is to educate people about the EVs. And I imagine their other goal is to sell cars. But just to give you an idea. You can get a used rear rear wheel drive Model Three premium interior, premium interior, nineteen inch wheels, uh, just under three thousand miles for forty six thousand dollars, which seems to me like a pretty decent price. One second, I'm going to take a drink here. Okay, sorry, it's getting hard to breathe through my nose. Um, now let's talk about Tesla. We're going to talk about Tesla and, and Biden in their next, uh, out here. The flu's coming back or the cold's coming back. Um, Tesla, they announced their deliveries for Q4 2018. So they produced, that means they built 61,394 Model 3s. Pretty impressive. 
25,161 Model X and S's for a total of 86,555 cars. They delivered, so any car that was delivered during Q4, not it could have been produced during Q3, but delivered during Q4, uh, 63,150 Model 3s, 13,500 Model S's, and 14,050 Model X's for a total of 90,700 vehicles. Very, very impressive. It's their their best quarter was last uh, for deliveries was last um, last quarter Q3, and uh, now their new one is this quarter Q4. Their new best quarter, so pretty impressive. Um, um, staying on the the topic of Tesla Model Threes, we're going to talk about that. They dropped the price of the mid-range Model Three by two thousand dollars, so that makes the price forty four thousand dollars without any add-ons. Um, you take 37500 off of that for federal tax credit, and that brings it down to $40,025, which um, pretty good uh, price-wise. And then you combine this with uh, Tesla's kind of... It, they increased the advertised range in the mid, uh, mid-range of the car, but so the new range is 264 Initially, as far as I can tell, the old range was 260 uh, the EPA said that it was going to give it a rating of 270, but Tesla asked it to go down a little bit. So I'm not sure why four miles is so uh, newsworthy, but it is. So that's why we're talking about it here. I thought it was going to be like 20 or 30 miles, but four miles. I mean, that's great. Um, let's see here. Tesla is letting non-reservation holders uh, order a Model 3 in China and in Europe. So... Um, this is all left-hand drive uh, cars, no right-hand drive. Sorry, um, all the countries out there that drive on the right road. Um, the Model 3 has not been approved to sell in Europe, but you know they're not going to sell the car in Europe until oh March. Uh, let's see, deliveries could start in February for Europe in March or April for China. So that they'll get the the approval to sell the Model 3 in Europe before they start shipping it and selling them in Europe. That big of a deal, but it's kind of an interesting point up on my iPad. Um, so Tesla released its autopilot safety report for 2018. Uh, so this there's, there's something different about this report compared to the other reports that they release quarterly. Um, the autopilot report... First of all, it need, the autopilot needs to be engaged uh, to count. Uh, this time, Tesla included uh, instances when the car was hit by another car or object, whereas before they weren't. So only when the when the Tesla was at fault were they announcing in, uh, the announcing the uh, the results. Those results. So with autopilot enabled, it was one accident for every two point nine one million miles driven. So for non-autonomous cars, the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration shows one accident for every 436,000 miles driven. Uh, So that's, you know, six and a half times better with autopilot on. Even with autopilot off, though, Tesla showed one accident for every 1.58 million miles driven. So just with the, uh, the driver assist that comes with the Model 3, not, not autopilot, but just the driver assist stuff. 
and safety stuff, it's 1.58 million. One accident per 1.58 million, which is still very, very impressive. Also, obviously, much safer than if so. Uh, Tesla has new board members. And if you remember, part of the SEC settlement that they had with Elon and Tesla was that they had to they had to appoint two independent board members. So we'll we'll see if they're independent or not here. Larry Ellison and Kathleen Wilson-Thompson. So Kathleen Wilson-Thompson is uh, the executive vice president um, for Walgreens. She's also the global chief human resources officer, Walgreens Boots Alliance, Inc. at Walgreens. That's a, that's a lot of title um, for one person. But looking back, she has lots of uh, human resource experience, and uh, she's on the board of directors board of directors for Vulcan Materials, that company. And uh, I think that human resources, or at least the um, image of what it looks like to work at Tesla from the outside, needs uh, a remodel. So if there's a really a problem inside of Tesla. Hopefully she can advise on how to fix that problem in terms of employees and help employees be safer, healthier, and happier and have a good work-life balance. Um, and if there really isn't a problem and it's fabricated by the media and the unions, if you're to believe some people, um, then she can hopefully help work on uh, turning that message around to be a positive for Tesla. And I'm not advocating one way or the other, but if I was, you know, a, a business, I want everybody to see my business in a good light and not a bad light. Um, so let's talk about Larry Ellison because he is an interesting dude. Um, he's the founder of Oracle. And if you don't know what Oracle is, Oracle runs much of the internet. Um, he's super rich. He's worth $58 billion. He owns 98% of a Hawaiian island. Uh, Lanai. He also owns $1.1 billion in stock, on, in Tesla stock, which is about 3 million shares. Uh, he's very vocal about supporting Elon and what Elon's doing. Um, both Elon and uh, Larry Ellison are close, according to Electric. Um, interesting, Elon is the largest independent shareholder, and the next person who's... Uh, in that, in that little hierarchy is Larry Ellison uh, with 3 million shares. He's the largest independent shareholder that way. So here's my question. Is Larry Ellison independent? Because uh, he's certainly no pushover and he has a reputation of being uh, ruthless in business and a very good business person. Uh, but is he somebody that would keep help keep Elon in check? Or is he somebody that will just go along with whatever Elon says? I'm sure he'll speak his mind, but is that does just because you're, you know, you have a friendship with somebody, does that make you an independent, uh, or an independent board member? My general guess would be no, but then again, I don't operate at the level that these folks operate, so maybe they can separate it. I wouldn't be able to. Um, I'm a friend till the end. The Gigafactory Three, I. I watched some videos, news outlet videos from around the world, and I'll put some in the show in the, sh the video parts of the show notes. Um, a lot of news outlets were 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 pronouncing the Gigafactory as a Gigafactory. Now I'm not being mean because not everybody is as nerdy about this stuff as I am, 
but it just made me it made me giggle every time they said Gigafactory. So let's talk about some facts here. Uh, the Gigafactory three is in Shanghai, China. Um, construction should be completed by the end of the summer, which is insane. Um, they think they can start producing cars by the second half of 2019. Now I'm going to imagine that construction in phase one can be completed by the end of the summer, like they're doing in Sparks, like they're building it in phases. Um, initially, in 2019, they think at the end of 2019, they can start pushing out a couple of Model 3s locally produced, but really get in volume production in 2020. It, uh a $2 billion investment uh, for the building. Now I've heard this going over as a, I've heard this uh, described as a $5 million project, but the investment, um, and I guess, and this is initial investment. Of course, we already know that they're going to build the Model Y and 3 uh, for China. The battery packs will use lithium ion cells uh, from different suppliers. So not just from Panasonic. Uh, they're going to source many different suppliers for that, which is interesting. And they expect to be able to build 5,000 cars per year. So that's great. One one of the things in these videos that I saw is, first, Elon wore a suit. Man looks good in a suit. Uh, he gave a little speech, which, you know, I don't necessarily know that um, was any new information, so I didn't include it in here. Uh, but at the end of the ceremony, everyone's on stage, and they hit this button that's attached to this pole, and the light goes down the pole, and then it lights up the stage, and music comes on and when the music comes on Elon starts dancing for two seconds and there's probably I don't know 12 people on stage nobody else is dancing so Elon stops but I think he should have continued um uh you know <laughs> kind of show it, it shows that fun part of his personality but two seconds of dancing put the link in the show notes I highly suggest checking it out now let's talk about the Byton. we're almost done this is our last uh, subject to talk about today. The 2019 CES Byton keynote, It's About Time, was the title. And It's About Time is basically giving you time back. All the time that you waste in traffic, they want to give it back to you so you can do productive things or entertaining, you know, uh, do things that entertain you, like watch a movie while you're driving or while the car is driving for you, play a game, connect with people, that kind of thing. So that's about that's that's how their tagline is, um, what they really hit during the keynote. So they have two cars. They have a sedan, which is the K Byte, and we're not going to talk about that today. And they have the M Byte, which is a crossover SUV looking thing. But really, what they wanted to convey is this is a smartphone, but it's also a car. So everything your smartphone does, your car will now do. There's two versions of the M Byte. The Real, rear wheel drive 71 kilowatt hour battery which has a range of 250 miles and the all wheel drive 95 kilowatt hour battery which is 325 mile range so both very respectable uh, ranges it'll fast charge to 80% in 30 minutes which is great it'll offer over the air updates level 3 autonomy so right now Tesla's at level 2 I'm not real sure how much um testing they've done to get it to level three and i'm sure they need regulatory approval but just so you know um because sometimes it's you know level zero level four all this stuff kind of gets all um, mixed together and i even have to look at it sometimes to see okay what is level three again level three is 
most of the responsibilities of driving is on the car versus level two where most of the functions of driving are the responsibility of the the person so I'm not sure, like I said, if they got regulatory approval for this yet or not, or if they have to get regulatory approval in different countries. But level three, uh, Tesla's only level two, so level three is pretty, pretty insane. Um, and depending on weather and traffic conditions, it may not work. Level three driving may not work, so uh, you might have to switch over to the driver. But the car will let you know. Okay, we need to switch over to level two driving or just you're on your own. Good luck driving. Um, I do think Byton is a fantastic company. They showed off a lot of the interior and the main thing on their interior is they have this big 48 inch screen that goes all the way across. It's beautiful and it's the whole um, information system for the car. You know, it gives you the speed, uh, radio information, GPS, uh, you could do apparently video calls on it. I don't know if that's going to be something that's right out of the gate supported. But there's all these little things that the, the car will do in this big 48-inch display. Um, at, presumably, when they get level 5 autonomy, you should be able to watch a movie on it. Um, there's also a 7-inch tablet in the middle of the steering wheel. And the tablet stays in one position as you turn the wheel. The tablet doesn't turn with the wheel. Um, but this is how you control a lot of, the, or one of the ways you can control a lot of the things that are happening as far as GPS or um, changing the radio or that kind of stuff. You control that through the seven-inch tablet on the wheel, which is you know where your hands are. There's also an eight-inch screen for the passenger, which is kind of uh, down low in the center console, so the passenger has the same controls as the driver. Uh, they're using Amazon Alexa for the personal assistant inside the car. And here's my question. Um, how much functionality is Alexa going to bring to uh, all countries? Because not every function is supported in all countries. So I went to Amazon's website. And here are the supported features for every Amazon Echo. It doesn't matter which um, country you're in. So tune in, Amazon Music, and then it says where available. The smart home stuff, timers, calendars, alarms, news, info, to-do, a shopping list, and weather. Here are the unsupported features. Uh, shopping, local traffic and business search, which is kind of important for a car. Uh, different skills from the Alexa store. Location-specific news and information, audible. Certain music uh, service provider, providers such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, SiriusXM. So it's not clear how this is going to work in every country because obviously in the United States, all these features work and then that'll be, should be fine. Um, in, you know, Germany might have some more problems. Germany has a lot of privacy uh, protections for the folks that live in Germany. So some of this may not work in Germany um, the same way that it works, you know, other places. So that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, the car is going to collect a lot of data about you, to, and it's to improve, I'm using quotes here, your user experience. Um, and one of the data points it collects is like health data and things like that. All this information is uploaded to the cloud, to, to Byton servers, and again, it's supposed to make your driving experience better. But here's the thing, like once it's in the cloud, there's a lot of information that's gathered about you that you may not even know that is being gathered about you. Um, up on this server and it anything everything is 
subject to being hacked. Now, they made a big deal about how their security team um, is awesome and they won the black hat uh, pwn to own or something like that. Um, some contest at Black Hat, which is for hackers. And uh, they're an amazing team, and I'm sure they are. But it doesn't mean that, you know, they can't be hacked. So all of that information up there, contact information, um, your contacts in your phone, all that stuff that's uploaded to Byton servers, potentially that can get out. And, you know, that could be... Um, if you're somebody that uh, uh, is famous or somebody that is a politician or whatever, that's a lot of information that's given. And then just in general, I don't think anybody wants to um, have their personal information out there at that level. I don't think. I mean, we all trust our smartphones. Well, I don't know if we all trust them. We all have our smartphones. But the the amount of information that the like the phone companies know about us is also insane. Uh, but we've come to terms with that. Will we come to terms with our cars collecting all this data information as well? Because you combine that with our phones, um, all of a sudden you have a really good idea of what our lives look like. And I know Tesla does it, um, but I feel like Tesla, and I don't know Biden, so I can't I can't really say one way or the other, but I feel like Tesla has uh, privacy in mind, whereas Biden, I think they want to have privacy in mind but they're i don't know what they're doing with this information basically which is concerning to me i don't think tesla's selling my information i don't know if Biden would or wouldn't sell the information and they say anonymous anonymize the information but we've found that over the or rarely works people can usually find out who you are just by a couple of data points moving on though uh the features this car offers like facial recognition in terms of um, you get in the car, it sets everything up to the way you like it, which is those data points. You can use hand gestures, uh, multi-touch to interface with the car, voice. There are buttons and stocks for like changing your, like the changing your blinker stock, and there are other buttons on there for for different things. You don't necessarily always need to use the tablets. Biden right now has a hundred test cars. Um, their production facility is currently being outfitted it's built it's being outfitted and they think they can get 30,000 cars a year um, from and they're building these in China and the car is going to start at $45,000 which is I think a great price um, for this vehicle especially when you kind of look at all the things that you get which is a reason why I'm I'm suspicious as to what they're doing with that data um, is there another way that they're making money because that's a that's a suspiciously low price for all the technology that's in this car. Now, maybe I am being Pollyanna about this, but uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of money. Or it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of money to build a car, I should say. And the, the price, I, just, I would have pictured this car at fifty-five dollars or $60,000, if I'm being honest. But who knows? Uh, you know, I'm not a car manufacturer, so... I might be completely wrong on this. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's the whole show. If you want to email me, it's B, uh, it's Bodie. It's B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. And uh, that's the whole show for today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I know it was longer than normal, but hopefully you enjoyed it and I didn't sound like too much of a buffoon. There were several times I had to stop this podcast for various reasons. One was a coughing fit. One 
was I really needed to get another glass of water because I was running out. My voice was getting uh, wavy, and uh, I had to go out and talk to the Tesla folks. Turns out the city passed the inspection on the panels, so hooray, we're moving forward. We just need SRP to move on. Anyway, so if I seem out of sorts on some of this stuff, it's because um, I, I couldn't always remember where exactly we we came back, where exactly I left off and where I needed to come back into just because of the interruptions. So hopefully it didn't sound too terribly bad. But yeah, thank you everybody for listening. I really appreciate it. Check your smoke detectors, check your carbon monoxide detectors, and have a wonderful and safe week. And I will talk to you in two days. Not two-ish days, but two days. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.